0: Friends, let us pause and hold silence as we center ourselves for worship. This is the house of the Lord. Hear the word of God calls us. Let us stand in body or in spirit and open God's life, giving word for this community. If you're able, please stand. morning welcome to everyone joining us this morning in person or online wherever you are you're welcome in this place this service is being live streamed and will continue to be so over the summer a reminder we are still prohibited from singing for the time being but we know when we move to level one we'll be able to sing as a congregation let's pray that that's in the next few weeks Singing this morning will be led by Laura, Stephanie, and Jonathan. I was going to say Matthew there, it's just routine. And Jonathan, welcome, thank you to the three of you. Sowing seeds, scattering scattering them around, have we prepared the land? Will our seeds fall in fertile ground? Will their roots take hold? Will the new growth be strong? Will the harvest be bountiful? How do we take our mustard seed of faith and grow it? Come gather, gather and be fed and nourished. Gather and raise our voices in praise. Gather and worship our God, the nourishment of our lives. Let us worship God. 638. Lord, we have come. God of growth, you bring nourishment to our land and our lives. You plant seeds of love in our hearts to grow and to blossom so that we can welcome and serve your world in your name. Christ, our cultivator, we ask that you break up the guilt that stifles our growth. Pray that you will uproot our wrongdoing to allow us in this world to grow into something beautiful. For our shortcomings, spoken and unspoken, in action and by not acting at all, forgive us. sowing spirit may you create and as a people of peace a collective of compassion and a household of hope and now as we join together with the church universal in the words of our lord saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is a kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our intimations, the Food Bank Collection, continues on a Tuesday at the West Halls, 10 until 12 and 7 till 8 p.m. And please continue to support that if you can summer services from the 4th of july so for the, the whole of july and the first two sundays in august we'll only have one service at 9 30 which will continue to be live streamed and from the 15th of august we'll be back to two sunday services at half past nine and eleven o'clock with our sunday club and bible class and hopefully singing and from August, after that summer break, we need to return with vigour and get things really going again. Our offering, the offering bags are not um, passed around at this time, but there are offering bowls at the back of the church. And you can give online under the weekly offering tab on the website to support the life and work of our church here in this community. The Kill service will return this year. We had to postpone it last year, but it will return this year at the Old Kirk on Sunday the 4th of July at 6.30pm and bring your own communion, as we're now accustomed to doing. We've done it in the last couple of communion services. It's easier to comply with the regulations. So bring your own communion, and hopefully we can sing outside and celebrate the Kill service on Sunday the 4th of July. The sadness I have to intimate the death of a loyal member... Isabel Sharp sadly passed away on Friday in St. Vincent's Hospice. I was privileged to spend her last couple of hours with her, and she's now at rest in the arms of her Lord. Funeral service will likely be the start of next week, and they'll intimate those when we have them, and they'll be on the website. Our Bible reading this morning will be read by Jack McKechnie. Let's listen for God's word.
1: 26 through to verse 33 the parables of the growing seed and parable of the mustard seed he also said this is what the kingdom of God is like a man scatters seed in the ground night and day whether he sleeps or gets up the seed sprouts and grows though he does not know how all by itself the soil produces corn First the stalk, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Again he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet, when planted... It grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants and with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable, but when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: Thank you Jack 565 my life flows on an endless song <laughs> heart be fertile soil may your seeds fall upon it germinate and grow into doing small acts for the greatness of your kingdom so be it amen this morning we dive into the parables but what's the difference between a parable and fable a fable is a clever story meant to offer some insight and instruction about life. A parable is intended to be disruptive, to interrupt what you thought you knew, and not just teach you something new, but actually confront you with surprising and often unwanted truth. Fables are great for teaching children a moral or practical lesson. We've all heard the tortoise and the hare, the boy who cried wolf. Parables are useful when the truth you want to share is difficult. Whether difficult to hear, comprehend, or even difficult to believe. Jesus describes the coming kingdom of God in parables. Because he knows the reality it introduces is unexpected. And that his hearers can't really take it all in at once. The American theologian Eugene Peterson describes the parables as a narrative time bomb. You hear them. Tick. You wonder about them. Tick. You think you've maybe got it tick and then as you walk away tick and over the course of the next day or so, tick and then all of a sudden the truth that Jesus conveys strikes home, boom almost overwhelming you with its implications blinding you with its vision Jesus conveys two such truths in today's passage be careful, because Jesus' parables are so explosive, we tend to domesticate their meaning. And so the first parable might well be about the wonder of faith or the need to be ready to bring home that great harvest. Or it might be about our complete inability control the coming kingdom to dictate whether we and others believe or not the second possibility is uncomfortable because it leaves us vulnerable God's kingdom comes apart from our efforts it cannot be controlled or influenced and can only be received As a gift. In this sense. Faith is. A lot more like falling in love. Than making. A decision. Because kingdom faith like love. Is something that comes from the outside. And grabs hold of you. Whether. You like it. Or not. And if this is true then how are we to regard those who do not seem interested in our sermons the very thought our congregation or indeed the kingdom of God members who have fallen away friends, family, co-workers who think our attendance on a Sunday is nice but they have no interest in why we go Are these folk objects to be targeted, persuaded, cajoled into faith? Or are they mysteries? Mysteries to be understood and to be loved. Part of that fertile soil that God may be working apart from our efforts. And perhaps the faith we hold... The bits of the kingdom we have perceived can only be offered with delight, no strings attached, with the same enthusiasm and generosity of a child. What we do is faith. Not so that, so that they come, but because, because... God loves them and the second parable of the mustard seed tells an even more difficult story perhaps it is about how God can grow small things into grand things although that feels to me a little bit like a fable or maybe just maybe It's really talking about the kingdom's desire for breaking in and taking over our lives, sometimes against our better judgment. Mustard, after all, was a lot less like a flowering shrub that we might plant around the edges of our gardens. It was more an invasive weed, something that you want to keep out of your garden and your lawn at all costs because it runs amok very easily. It gets out of hand and almost always it takes over whatever ground it gets near. It's the same with the kingdom of God. If it were sold in a box, it would likely come with a warning used only in moderation or perhaps even a health warning that's just it. The kingdom of God is not some commodity to be bought and sold, used diligently but carefully. It's a new reality. It's a word of promise that creates hope and expectation. It leads people to change, to share it, and to live it. personal experience the kingdom is dangerous because you don't know where it will lead you for most of us who have the benefit of a good education a position, income and status we probably miss this but the original followers of Jesus were in the eyes of the culture of the day pretty much losers losers lowly fishermen, despised tax collectors, prostitutes and criminals, lowlifes, loathed by the religious authorities. Maybe that's the way the followers of Jesus have always looked to the rest of the world. Those people desperate enough, lowly enough to find hope in the message of the kingdom, find hope. In the message of the kingdom, yeah, I'm sure many of you like me saw firsthand last night people finding hope. I was watching the Euros game live, Denmark and Finland. When Denmark player Christian Eriksen with no one near him, stumbled and collapsed in the pitch in the 40th minute. Very quickly, the reaction of the referee and the players, you could see it was serious. Medics raced on and could be seen doing CPR on Ericsson on the park and using the defibrillator. I'll not tell you exactly what I think of the BBC for showing this for 20 minutes or showing his partner hysterical at the side of the park because I don't like swearing in the pulpit but I did see players visibly praying standing beside their stricken teammate when they eventually returned to the studio it was somber they referred to the CPR and it didn't look good for Ericsson. one pundit, a former international player, she said when she was watching it she took out her phone and texted her mum to say I love you because you never know the minute and it was fairly doom and gloom yet another pundit Mika Richards he said there's always hope we need to pray faith as small as a mustard seed and there was great news an hour or so later when it was announced despite the earlier scenes, Erickson was talking and was stable in hospital now not for one second am I suggesting that those prayers saved Erickson the fantastic medical team from UEFA and quick medical attention did that but the world came together the world came together in prayer and in hope even in faith as small as a mustard seed so for a long time member or first visitor for you who are struggling or don't feel accepted who wonders about the future or has experienced significant loss or rejection. In these parables, Jesus reminds us that the kingdom of God comes of its own. It comes for us. The kingdom of Jesus proclaims room for everyone. It overturns the things the world has taught us are insurmountable. And it creates a new and open and perhaps frightening future. And what is necessary isn't so much that we need to be a great church, but we do need to be a real church. Not to try and win and save souls, but to be truly engaged in each other's lives, to encourage and support and love said last week, the church needs to regain confidence in its own traditions. It doesn't need to be relevant. It needs to be authentic. Relevance is entertainment. An authentic church moves in time with someone. It grows with them. It has compassion for their hearts, not competition For their attention. Friends that's. What the parable. Is saying today. So let's be authentic. God will do the rest. Glory be to the father. The son and the holy spirit. One God. As it was in the beginning is now and shall be forevermore. World without end. Amen Let us pray Creator God Maker of heaven and earth We bring before you our prayers for this world We pray for those whose land is barren and dry Where very little can grow with those who work tirelessly for solutions for those seeking sources of water for those who work with communities to produce food Lord plant your seed of hope and may it grow we pray for those whose land is a battleground where soil is scarred with tank tracks and craters where flowers are not found in the ground, but rather at gravesides. We pray that you would sow the seeds of peace in the hearts of those at war, as well as those with the power to make a difference. Lord, plant your seeds of hope, and may they grow. We pray for those who, like the seeds found in the good soil, are able to grow freely and reach their full potential. With grateful thanks, we ask that those who seek to do your will for the sake of all these seeds of hope may find that much fruit is born in pursuit of a better world. Lord, plant your seeds of hope and may they grow in a moment of quiet. We ask that you will help us to see which soil we are at this time. Oh, God, help us to be willing to move towards a good soil, enabling us to encourage others, no matter what kind of soil they feel they represent. Lord, plant your seeds of hope and may they grow. In Jesus' name we pray. So be it. Amen. 644. Oh, Jesus, I have promised. <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the common life of the Holy Spirit